And then he doesn't bring his swimming trunks. Uh, neither did I, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> we blew it. A hundred dollar Whistler swimming trunks later. Uh, they were seventy one Canadian. Oh my god! Dude, just wear your underwear. Canadian. Yeah. But they're incredible. They have pineapples on them, so. They're, they're they're made out of carbon. Need I say? Need I say more? Yeah, they're boost. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what else? That would have been a great intro to the podcast. But I've, oh, oh, you are recording. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> hey, my first rodeo there, Paul. <laughs> Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Joey Podcast, the BC Bike Race Podcast with just Paul. Oh wait, <laughs> never mind, never mind. All right, the podcast with one guy who eats far too much. One guy who drinks too much, LaCroix, and one guy who thinks he's so cool for racing cross-country and continually shaving his entire body. I thought that said he's too cool for racing cross-country, and I was like, who's too cool for racing? Is it me? Am I too cool to race cross-country? I guess not. Yeah. Well, we, we all know it's not me or Shane. <laughs> we are certainly not the first mountain bike part. part Podcast? Podcast. <laughs> we are certainly not the first mountain bike podcast, nor will we be the last, but this is ours. We talk about everything mountain biking related, just not seat angles and stroke lengths, unless Paul is absent, then we get into the details. Today on the show we have with us, starting off from Colorado in his garage, home today, is the man himself. Hey, I'm Shane, the crashing dad. Nice. Wow. Then from that was just like an orig- a normal voice. Just pretty normal over here. Okay. We're maturing, guys. Finally. Yeah. The, you know, nine podcasts in. Uh, next up from Whistler, BC, who still needs to clear all of A-Line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure the first time I did it in 2014. <laughs> 2014, Paul. I want to bring that guy back. <laughs> you want to bring him back. I want to bring him back. He was <laughs> fucking cool. He was great. <laughs> And, of course, myself, Josh. Uh, yeah, so let's jump in. First thing is we like to start off every podcast by reading comments on last week's podcast, which was actually two weeks ago. We had another beautiful piece of clickbait, carbon versus aluminum bikes and bike parts. Fantastic, and the com- fantastic clickbait, by the way. Yeah, and I people... Was heartbroken, I was heartbroken to not be in that particular clickbait, but I know that the clickbait rules all. So. You know, we had RC over here in my garage, if you missed it. <laughs> you gay, Raj. P- people were loving it, I, I will say, in the comments. People are people are all about that RC from Outdoor Gold. He's great. He's great. Yeah. I was, I, uh, so let me, I, sh- I feel like I should apologize for blowing it last week, because the reason there was no podcast last week was my fault. <laughs> I am fully, like, accepting that it was my fault, and I blew it. And I bumped into someone today. Guys, it's happening. I bumped into someone today, and the first thing they said to me was, I love the podcast. There's at least one fan listening. Thank wow. you. One there we fan. go. Uh, oh, what was his name? Paul's Louis. mom. Louis. His name was Louis. He if said, you don't remember his name, he's not going to listen anymore. So thank you for remembering, <laughs> Paul. I know. That's what I was thinking. So I was like, crap, better remember it. All right, let's let's jump into the comments. The first one is just so beautiful. It's from Pokey, spelled with a uh, zero and a three. He says, Canadair is greater than colon. Canadair <laughs> do, is that what the Canadair, no, okay. It's no. an Australian thing. 
Paul, I wouldn't understand. No, no, I wouldn't understand. <laughs> Paul, obviously you understand Colon because we covered that, but Canadier. Colon was amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a so, so great pokey. Uh, next one, Colin says, looking for a new bike in... Oh, oh, this is jumping into the clickbait. I apologize. Colin said, looking for a new bike and tried a carbon bike, which felt great, but your conversation has me thinking, are my mediocre skills worth the extra $800 over aluminum? Wait, that's, go, a pound, that's a pound sign. Yeah, well, 800 pounds, $800. Very well, different, very different. True. The Queen Sterling is doing rather well. But I love that he asked the question, right? Are my mediocre skills worth the extra money? And he goes, nah, probably not. <laughs> mm. Unless the, unless that uh, carbon fiber bike is a Scott, in which case, yes, it's 100% worth the extra money. Remember, Paul, we can't talk too boldly about any sponsors because the podcast is not yet sponsored. Uh, so I am enjoying this lovely drink that I would love to get sponsored by. That bubbly is really nice. It's my favorite as well. How dare you? This is LaCroix, Paul. Get your facts straight. This is also an audio podcast. (laughs) 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 Oh, true. Oh, true. Well, so he he was talking about carbon versus alloy, and so were we. And you'll be proud of me. I actually watched the the downhill racing thing. I can't remember what it's called. Ooh, from Leger. Yes. The le- was, the le- the wait, 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 wait. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Shane goes, I was watching the downhill racing thing. And Paul's like, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the one that less, less gets. And uh, I, I believe the winning bike was an aluminium bike, correct? Aluminium. Did I just spoil it for you? No, I, I did. I did manage to watch that. I watched it. Uh trying to re- recover from the race the next day. It was the perfect thing to come on. I was just... Right right off of XC into downhill racing. Yeah, exactly. Just getting ready for the next discipline I need to take down. Yeah. Just washed it out of your hair. I will say I enjoyed it. As like a regular dude who's never really watched it before, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I, I can see why you get all hot and bothered about it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's funny. All the top women seem to be falling by the wayside at the minute, which is pretty crazy. There's like, breaking stuff. It's just Tracy left. It's just Tracy left standing. I say there's like four, like really fast uh, women, faster than all the others, and there's only one left, and it's Tracy. Mm-hmm. All the others seem to be injured. But I, I actually, I seem to be going backwards with my downhill racing, and that uh, I'm. I was almost like I just feel like watching the top ten, because <laughs> normally I'd sit there for the whole thing. Welcome to my life, Paul. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, maybe these guys are right. You know, it was really cool to be like, oh, that was fast. And then no one else is as fast for like 10 riders. And then someone breaks it. You're like, oh, no way it can get faster. And it just gets faster and faster and faster. And yeah. Oh, man. Slap me silly. I am a fan now. Yeah. (laughs) Huge shout out to Brendan Fairclough coming out of nowhere, really. Yeah. Sixth. And uh, he did say he's, he's had eight podiums and he says he wants to get to 10 and he almost had it as well he was he was so close to actually getting on it but that was pretty cool to see him getting back on commitment yeah. that's for sure on that and, got gambler downhill bike that looks great anyway well back to <laughs> back to the conversation so was the winning bike a common saw is that right Shane? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it was uh one of the french dudes amory pirion yeah amory pirion 
All right, next up, Mike's Rides Mountain Bike. He said, I feel like certain brands do aluminum bikes well, and some just make a version to have the price point in their list, which is a fair point, Mike. Mm -hmm. He said, I've had, uh, I've held off on trying carbon rims because of all things that can fail in a spectacular fashion. Rims are ones I don't want to. It takes a lot to do more than dent a good aluminum rim, and carbon isn't really lighter when looking at trail wheels. Also a fair point. So if I never get used to the way carbon rims feel, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Mm. I, can, I can kind of agree with the, the principle of if I never try something, then I never get used to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can agree. But I do, I am starting to come around to the idea of carbon wheels, especially at a 29er. Yeah. I have yeah. quite enjoyed mine, and maybe I've just got lucky I haven't broken, but we'll see. All right, last last comment from the uh, show last week. Uh, no, this, guy. this troll just keeps coming back to haunt me. Jordan Boostmaster. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to give a second dislike in a row, <laughs> solely for the fact that you consider riding a 26-inch bike as punishment. He goes, if that's what a Joey of the Week has to ride, then call me the Joey of the Year, Jordan <laughs> You get the title, man. No one's arguing. And he says, heck, I even wear jean shorts and stormtrooper pads. So there's that as well. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, he's, that's, we can't argue with that. Yeah. Jordan's like, screw all you guys. 26 inch wheels with stormtrooper pads and jean shorts. And I'm better than all of you. And we're all just like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Sure. My money is on him for the race between all you guys. Oh my God. We're going to have to have a press conference soon. That's something I really want to do. Take yeah. all your shirts off and put your hands on each other's faces. And... Seven, seven ways. <laughs> if you're if you're listening and watching and not aware, me, Paul, and I think about five other YouTubers are participating in the Whistler EWS 100, 100% of the EWS course, and of course, the goal is to beat each other. So, I, I, my biggest bet is who's the first person who's going to have a a EWS like losing sorry they're gonna have a fail that causes them to cancel or be out of the ews my money is right now on jordan i just have a feeling that guy's gonna break something go and mock chicken 26 inch wheel actually he's on 27 now right yeah he is yeah that guy he sure is <clears throat> i'm having some issues with my uh derailleur unscrewing itself every five seconds right now oh yeah yeah, yeah. were you Which... it's just the main connection bolt is that you're talking about yeah, it keeps popping out. I need to Loctite it. Apparently, there's a rule where you Loctite SRAM derailleurs but grease Shimano. Oh, apparently, really? Apparently, this is a thing in shops, they told me. So. Oh, wow. My Shimano one did come loose recently as well. So, who knows? Um, All right, it's time for our favorite segment. It's the one we wait for, we dream about, and even sing to ourselves. Shane, are you ready? <laughs> Is it you? Is it me? It's definitely Paul. <laughs> what? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a ruse, isn't it? I've been just, just getting right to it, man. I'm I'm dead. I did not know that was coming, but that was I couldn't have planned that better myself. <laughs> I'm clean. I'm completely clean this week. Speaking of derailers and derailer hangers, I know oh, you got yeah, a story. Yeah. This is the BC Bike Race edition. I know it was more than a week ago, but come on. Yeah, there are. There Let's are... hear the juicy details. If you're not aware, this podcast we realize is basically going to be about the BC Bike Race with Paul. <laughs> I so, haven't even brought it up. How many minutes are we in? I have... At minute 37. We okay. got to wait. Okay. But uh... I'm impressed, Paul, that you have not talked about it this far into the podcast. Like, I. <laughs> I commend you. 
Well, I'm, I only ride park now. I, I have a 170 mil travel bike. That, that, that sounded like, like the widest rapper. I only ride park now, guys. Mm. I'm, drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking beer again. It's like I've just gone back to the cool ways. Drinking well, beer and can of deer. Maybe. All right. So who went when Aaron Gwynn? Paul, you didn't have any Joey moments in the last three weeks? Oh, I, okay. Well, I, I don't know. I, like, so here's okay. It's time to be be vulnerable now because that's oh. what this podcast is. Proud. Uh, and it, I, so I was doing. I felt well. The first day, I did a Joey, fully Joey move, and I messed up my eating. Mm. So the the day the day one was split into like two stages, and between the first and the second stage. I stopped eating basically. Mm. I tried eating different things, and that's what ruined the carb train. Is that a thing, Shane? You probably know more about. Yeah, it. totally. Yeah, sure. you, sounds you, right. Yeah, like I guess if you stop eating carbohydrates every thirty minutes, then it messes everything up. So, but I got back and I recovered for the next three days, and then um, we actually got uh, we got put on a float plane, which you can see in Sid and Mackey's video today. They've already put theirs out. Um, but in waiting for that float plane, they actually kept us there for three hours. And that was three hours uh, standing up in the rain with no food or drink. And uh, that Welcome to the Beastie bike race. Ready for everything. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I ended up, we ended up arriving 30 minutes before the race start. And I hadn't eaten, well, my breakfast they told me was I had to eat it at 6 a.m. And the race started at 11. So I hadn't eaten anything for getting on for five hours. Mm. <laughs> and then the day was uh, 57 kilometers of mountain biking. And that was 1,400 meters of climbing on the computer. <laughs> wow. So uh, I, I died pretty heavily there. There, <laughs> there and then it was like gone. I think Brian put like 15... 15 minutes into me on that day and it was all over he had like the whole kitchen pantry on him though why didn't you ask him oh my god food? oh he's too far in front that's ah. <laughs> no i tried i tried and um and then that night instead of having two plates of dinner that i was having i could i could barely manage one and i was like oh this is done now like it's gone and then the next day which is your this is your technical technical uh point so and this is where the vulnerability comes in because uh, I actually started bawling my eyes out crying because, oh. yeah, I was having, I was already bonking pretty hard, as I said, because like I, the nutrition wagon had kind of got derailed and I was just going up this really small, like slight left-hand turn of a climb and I must have got up and then, you know, when you kind of go, oh, I need a bit more power. So you stand up and you just give an extra hoof. At that moment, a small stick had decided to pop itself up and my hanger completely ripped off oh. and i kind of pulled over and there's no greater pain than a hundred people asking you if everything is okay but they obviously have no intention of stopping or doing anything mm. and they can't do anything it's just polite yeah and then uh i did have a spent mech hanger but it turns out i actually had the wrong mech hanger because oh. apparently they make shimano ones and sram hangers now really yeah, apparently so, because if you look at your Shimano hanger, it's got like an extra thing 
It's like an extra oh, bit. Oh, a little stopper. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, it's got to make like direct versions, so you don't have to. Ha anyway, I'm sure it's better, but I didn't know. Anyway, and um, I actually, it had the way it ripped out, it actually put some damage to the frame, which was a real shame. It, this is all like pure circumstance, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just the lamest thing to do, and the patrol guy pulled over and he's like you okay and i went yeah, and i was like oh it's you okay I, I won't be so mean now yeah and he even looked at it and i was like i'm pretty sure if even if, even if i had a hanger then it, it wouldn't help because it seems like the frame's been damaged oh the frame wasn't writable well it turned out it was i was just i was concerned because i looked like the way it broke it looked like um, I mean, it was the worst way that you can break a hanger, right? Yeah. It was just like full, like, <clears throat> like with yeah. my legs and like, there's nothing you can do. Um, but it was fine because I got a hanger fixed next day and I actually had the best day of the, the week. Inside. But didn't you end up walking like 20 kilometers or something? Yeah. So, so what happened oh, is, man. and you can see the full, I, I did remember to turn the GoPro on, even though I was like dying and. I was like, I just said to myself, just turn this GoPro on because you'll regret if you didn't. And I put it down and I just left it. And I was trying to fix it and figure out what, what was going wrong because I looked at it and I had no idea what was broken. That was the weird thing, right? And then this patrol guy comes and he's like, oh, yeah, you're done. Like, roll back down the hill and a quad will pick you up and it will take you to the, to the finish and you're done. And I said, no, I'm just going to walk. So... Okay, why didn't you just make it a single speed? Throw it in like a you, you couldn't you couldn't four do gears anything. down. Listen, yeah. you, you couldn't do anything. The hangers. So what happened was, I no, you you pull the whole derailleur off. You can't. Well, you couldn't do it. You can't. You can't do it. Just you couldn't do it because it's a you, it's a vertical it's a vertical dropout. You can't get the tension unless you're like one in a hundred times lucky. Yeah, because work. If it, cause, yeah, because if it's a little bit loose, Shane, like you can put it on a gear, but if it's a little bit loose, it'll you, like flop off. I've done it. You want it to be a little bit but loose for like, the suspension movement, and you yeah. walk out your shock. Okay, but again, that's like pure circumstance luck. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but man, if, you walked. If I'll give you that. Holy again, cow. Again, if, you're, if you want to try figuring that out six days in when you've been doing 50 kilometers every day, and you and you are like bonking hard, and you want to try and figure that out, then be my guest, right. oh, dude. I know what that stress is oh, like yeah. on the side of the trail. Oh. Yeah, and, and and Paul, just I'm I'm I promise I'm not asking this to make fun. I'm just like legitimately curious. Yeah. So did you did you have like your breakdown like when that broke? Was that the moment that like that? Oh yeah, that's when, that's when I was like I just the tears came. Yeah, it was when they said like the guy was like you're done, go back. Mm. <laughs> I was like, are you are you kidding? Like this. This incident has ruined everything. That's why I was like, I'm just going to walk. And then they said, like, oh, you can go and get the Shimano. At the next feed station, you could pick up a neutral Shimano bike. But I'd seen those bikes, and I would rather walk my bike. <laughs> and, really? And, yeah. Like, it didn't have a dropper post. I mean, they would have had to swip, swap the brakes. Like, Oh, yeah, your brakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, which I, I guess isn't too much of a problem, but, like, you know, I'd, I'd spent so long getting this bike dialed, and my bike was incredible. And I was just like, I'd rather push and ride the downhills and actually enjoy it after this supper fest. You know what I mean? So what was your time for the whole thing, walking 20K? 
Well, normally I was I was finishing kind of around let's say like two hundred and twenty out of six hundred. Yeah. And I, I still finished four hundred and seventh out of six hundred. Whoa. Walking for yeah. What were people do like if you yeah, were walking dude. twenty kilometers, what were people doing? Well, yeah, like I mean I'd already biked thirty thirty something kilometers that day. Yeah. But um yeah, there's, there's still people, there's people that come and do it. Like they're the same people that do marathons. Do you know what I mean? Like they they just want to they just want to complete it. Whereas I was like, I want to try and get a good time. No, you just wanted to beat Brian. Uh, I I did after the first couple of days. Like, well, on the first day, I mean, you'll see all of this, but he he got a puncture, um, and I also bogged because I got my food wrong. But it also meant I was like twenty minutes in front of him. Uh, and then we just then there was actually a battle happening because as you've already seen in my first episode of the race, that he only beat me by one second in the prologue, which I we were like whoa. So yeah, yeah it was pretty good, but no, that was that was really heartbreaking, and I was just like I couldn't believe it. I didn't I didn't even talk to anyone for like two hours when the race is finished because I even had to be on the late ferry because I did couldn't make the normal ferry that I would have made if I'd finished in the correct place, but. Mm. Oh well, and then I was just like, okay. And then the next day, I had like the best, um, the best day. And I actually, they had, they had this, they had a time downhill. The Squamish video that I'm going to make, you're, you guys are going to love it because I pass so many people on the descents. I'm just like, I'm, I get kind of rude because I was over it. Move. Yeah, move. No, <laughs> I you know. suck. Stop. Like, because the thing is, as well, like people won't stop when they're going down. They'll pull over. If you're going up and you want to pass them, but they, I guess they just think like, oh, you know, like the dip, there's not much. Like, I don't no, know. It's because the guy going up is like, I want to break so bad. And anyone's like, can you yeah, please move? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll be super nice. But on the yeah. way down, they're like, I'm not tired. I'm not pulling over. Screw okay. you. Yeah. There's, um, there's some great, great passing footage for sure. But on, I, I managed to get a top 100 on the time descent, which I was quite pleased with. And I also had to pass 10 people. Nice. On, this one, on this one trail. Now, now, did you beat yeah. Brian on that descent? Uh, on the descent, no. Ah. <laughs> He's still... Look, Brian, like, here's the thing. I, I, at one point, I was riding with Brian on one of the days, um, and he was just charging the downs, like, pumping everything. And I, I just thought, there's no way he can keep this up for seven mm -hmm. days. But turns out he could. <laughs> that was the funniest bit. I was like, oh, wow, okay, he has. But, yeah, you'll see it all in the episode. I don't want to spoil it that much, but, yeah, there we go. Oh, That's, man. Happened. It was pretty, it was, as I say, it was, it was pretty heartbreaking, especially because I dedicated so much time to it. Like, if I, if I bonked and I was tired I was, and I was like, oh, you know, I just, I just messed up. I wasn't fit enough. But it was that mechanical. I just went, oh, you kidding? Like, could have happened to anyone. It was just the most innocuous thing as well. Yeah, I, and I would say, like, I, I don't – I would not consider a seven-day bike race to have a mechanical like that, like a Joey move, like, because that happens, right? Like, I've had that happen on just a normal trail ride. Just one little stick ruins your derailleur. But I, I might say – and I say this, like, with a bit tongue because I'm like, Ah, Paul, you did good, man. I might give you the nutrition. Messing that up the multiple days. Oh, that, that's unfortunate. Day day one, that was my own fault. But yeah. the float plane thing, like they they fully apologized and everything. That was that was on them. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. He, I he feel apologizes bad about, you, Ride. Sorry, go ahead, Shane. Yeah, I, I feel bad about uh, giving Joey of the Week to any of that. I don't I don't think it deserves Joey of the Week. I, yeah. You did some pretty good racing there. Maybe for choosing the wrong derailleur hanger to throw in your bag. That was, that was yeah. definitely a Joey move. But, like, who knew that Shimano hangers and SRAM hangers are uh, different now? You know? You know Isn't that I, nuts? I, well, I always get the derailleur hanger specific to my bike. I, I, I did. Well, my and that's, that's the thing. The, yeah, Paul built his bike, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know what's interesting <laughs> is I realize now, like, in my bike I just got, I, there was, like, a bunch of derailleurs. And I was like, oh, man, they really think I'm going to screw this up. Now I realize, oh, they might actually have different purposes. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, go and check them. Go and yeah. check them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Shane, did you have any Joey moments? You know, I... I've rode pretty stellar the Hold past on. two on. weeks. Wait, I don't know. Wait. Did I? God, come on. Okay. It's been a while. I just want to, I'm going to broach this subject tentatively. Do it. I just did, uh, well, it technically it was eight days of mountain biking, but that one day was like a 10 minute sprint, right? Mm-hmm. Seven days of mountain biking. According to Sid and Mackey's videos, it was 300 kilometers of mountain biking, 10,000 meters of climbing. I think it's a little bit less, but it's still a lot. Shane, you went for a 30-mile bike ride, and you couldn't finish it. I did finish it. We've already talked about this. I just took me two months to put that video out. Oh, really? Is that <laughs> yeah, we've already talked about this race. Okay. Sounds like I, there's some I, I, beef coming I, out on the podcast. I it sound, it like, sounds like you didn't finish the video because I totally pushed through the dark places. Yeah. In no, finish. I know, but... But you had such a hard time with it. That's what I was like. I was sat there like, this you, sound like the Shane I know. Like, you, you been on our trails, 30 miles on our trails out here that aren't real trails, according to Paul the punter. <laughs> and, that's, and that's 50 kilometers if you're not good at conversions yeah. there, Paul. Thanks. That was actually very helpful. I will admit, I did, I did overplay the drama on that video, though. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to die. And then I put the piano music over it. Like, uh, Don't worry. I've already found my heartbreak piano piece of music for Perfect. my breakdown. So, yeah. Do you have an inspirational follow-up to that? Uh, in what sense? Are you just going to end it like, I'm pissed? or is it going to be like i finished Uh, i don't don't know like i i mean back to the race this is what was always going to happen but like when i when i crossed the line i didn't feel a real like that much of a sense of satisfaction Mm. because i wanted to do it as fast as i could and i didn't so i was like oh because i don't think finishing the race was actually that hard some people took eight hours a day. Finishing the race or finishing the day? So or finishing both. The race. Well, both. both, I guess. You can't do one without the other, I guess. You know, last week, uh, Josh and I were saying, we're like, oh, we could probably just show up to BC Bike Race and do it. You could. Like, Paul, you were just about to say that. It could take eight hours a day. Well, you know. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what you're going to say, right, Paul? Like, people took all day. Yeah, yeah like, and, and do you want the, the kind of the funniest thing? What? Well, like, I, I don't know, not like, laugh at them funny but it would be like they've been racing for eight days and then they do a sprint finish <laughs> everybody <laughs> was like everyone was like where was the where was the effort before 
the greatest entertainment go to the end of a 5k and like the people who are taking like two hours they're like man they're running so fast at the end here they must have been rolling before then because <laughs> they should not be this far behind <laughs> that's so funny yeah but i mean great great work to them there were some people there and i would just thought like god couldn't you have gone and done something like a a little more achievable like do you know what i mean like and like had a, a more moderate challenge but they still went for it so i'm i guess you know kudos to them yeah it's probably a bucket list thing for them right oh yeah i mean it was it was great like i look back and i was like okay this is kind of cool but there was maybe a little too much gravel grinding and i think that's what you were were rewarded for you it, were cross-country racing yeah no but like there's a different like the squamish stage it was like you have this big climb then some single track then something technical then a bit of a climb then a trail there was like lots of it wasn't just like gravel trail which was one of the days it was climb trail. yeah whereas squat the squamish one it just had like it was you know ebbs and flows so it kind of it balanced it out a little bit more which is why i probably had my best day there i mean i know i ride there all the time but i could i imagine the trails aren't very technical the ones we did but yeah well paul we will give you joy of the week but we'll kind of put an asterisk there that it's not because you deserve it. It's just because I didn't do anything either. That was very Joey related. I mean, really the Joey move was last week with me blowing, recording the Joey podcast, which I feel is a somewhat ironic. Uh... Yes. So if that's two weeks in a row, Paul, you have to ride a 26 inch downhill bike for the rest of your life. Sorry, oh Jordan. my God. <laughs> um, I can't imagine anything worse. But, Paul, one more response to your BC bike racing. I am praying. I'm wishing on a star. I am hoping and always possible and shaking that magic eight ball that you do not have a mechanical during the EWS 100. I want your best performance to see how we all compare. I want us all not to have an issue. Somebody yeah. will, though. Yeah. I think it's going to be very funny. I do think it's funny that Ryan is already afraid of riding a bike 25 minutes down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Ryan, the Lone Ranger, is afraid of the stage that goes from top of the world to the bottom of Whistler Bike Park. That is insanity. Yeah, that's a long stage. I mean, yeah, it's a long, it's a long time, but also there's a lot of time to recover. You know what I mean? There's a, like there's a lot of times that you can just sit down and do nothing, and you can pace it. Do you know what I mean? You, you're not like. You, you you're not gonna sprint for three minutes like you would in a in, a, in another enduro race. Do you know what I mean? And the, yeah. the day is by itself. Like that's all you have to do. Are you are you sure that's correct? Yeah, it's separate. It's separate. So they have. I that's what they said in the in the the group chat. Anyway, there's four stages on a set on Sunday, and then Saturday is just the mega day. Hmm. But yeah. The fun part is I think I'm going to be riding some of these trails blind, unfortunately. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, we should come up. We should we should do a full run preview. I would love to if I could. Moving on. Okay. We had a couple of comments submitting their Joey of the Week moments. And we had a couple of winners, guys. And by winners, I mean losers. All right. First up is James. James Salyards. I think that's right. So I went biking about three weeks ago and I got a flat. So I put my spare in. 
and then did a jump and landed flat and got another flat tire. Oh, that's the worst. It's pretty Joey, right? You put it in a tube and then you don't like give any caution and you just make it go flat. Yeah. Uh, Chump MTB. It was also three weeks ago for him. Maybe they were riding together. He said, but I was at a bike park and my rear brake failed at the top. I was limping my bike down the service road that runs under the lift. Naturally, I washed out going five miles an hour directly <laughs> under a chairlift full of riders. Pretty sure I heard, I remember my first beer. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty Jerry. That's pretty Jerry. That's that's we've all seen that guy. And last one, uh, Flatwoods Mountain Bike said, Joy of the Week, whoever uploads the podcast and it not being properly uh, indexed so it's not on Google Podcasts. I, is he talking all of our podcasts or just the one I uploaded? Because I uploaded the last one and I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know because it's Anchor. We use Anchor FM for those interested in podcasting. Yeah. Um, and it seeds it out to everything. Um, and I don't really understand what he means by indexed as well. Probably just showing up on Google Podcasts probably. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll look into it, shall we? Shall we yeah. Look, we'll look into it. But he also had a joy moment. He said uh, his was washing his bike, cleaning the chain, which some people take it off and put it in a, like a bottle, then running the chain back through the derailleur the wrong way and it taking way too long to figure out what was wrong with my shift. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a good one. Yeah. I thought I went over this metal piece, not under it. And then the whole time it's just <laughs> been there, been there. Mm. Um, all right, so Paul, your biking in the last two weeks took you to BC Bike Race. Anywhere else it took you this last week? Well, yeah, last week I was recovering. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't really do that much. But hey, I have had some, uh, you'll, you'll enjoy this, guys, seeing as you were so kind to me about the, the bike race uh, emotion, emotional roller coaster. I, uh, I had suspension problems with my ransom. Good <laughs> 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 figures. But. I found wait, 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 wait. What was the problem? Okay. I had too much PSI. I didn't have enough PSI. I didn't have a volume reducer. <laughs> so I actually tried all of the above. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> uh, but really, um, really what was happening, uh, I I'd sent it. I, I figured something was wrong. I sent it back to Fox, and they were like, no, it's fine. We did a lower service, sent it back. It was still wrong. It was almost like, ah, uh, what's the word? Like re regressive, not progressive. It was like regressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So harder, like, harder at the beginning of the stroke, easier at the end. Yeah, there you go. And I was, I was, I kept going. I was like, everyone, I asked like World Cup mechanics that live in Squamish. And I was like, look, please tell me this is just me. And they would bounce around and they're like, nah, nah, this is, this isn't right either. And then I eventually took it to, Here's going to be a shout out. Vorsprung suspension. We're not sponsored. Not hashtag not spawn. Just generally nice guys. And I went there, and they like looked at it, and they were like, mm, "I don't know. We can't feel something that road." And they went, "Do you know what? We're going to take it apart, and we're gonna we're just going to regrease everything." And they took it apart, and apparently the seals were completely bone dry. From Fox. Mm -mm. Yeah, and they and they were like, "Yep, yeah, we just put." Lubed up those seals, and now it's feeling incredible. Isn't Fox notorious for like packing their forks and shocks just full of grease? I think I have heard that from years ago. I heard like they take the the uppers and just have this huge tub of grease and just dip like, them. In. <laughs> <laughs> I've also heard. I mean, this is this is unfounded. Uh, the people 
the lovely people at Fox uh, that helped me um, with a couple of other things were very helpful and very lovely people, I have to say, should this ever come out and be <laughs> turned against me in the future. They were you know, very nice guys. Uh, I have heard from other people that say that uh, Fox have stopped doing this to the seals because um, it leaves kind of a residue bit of oil on the stanchions. Have you, you know what I mean? Like those little rings. And apparently people think that the seals are blown when that happens, even though it's not at all. So they stopped doing it. Stopped greasing? Well, stopped moving up the, I guess, the... Oh, yeah. The old things. I don't know. But this is just what happened to me. This is just my experience. But thanks to the Vorsprung guys, my bike is now feeling incredible. And I'm having a fantastic time here in Whistler, which is where I am right now. If anyone's wondering, this is the Ava Hotel in Whistler. That's, uh, that's why it's not my garage. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Hashtag sponsored? Uh, hashtag discount. Discount. That's hashtag a great. Discount on room. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. It's you great. know, speaking of like the suspension stuff and you being super picky about everything and diet, you know, one click here and one click there. One of my most favorite things to watch are those Fox videos, the like dialed videos with Jordy. Mm, yeah. And I would love to see you with Jordy. Just saying. And I it's do. hilarious to see like downhill race. It's like, oh, I think we need one click this way, and then like they go ride it. It's like, oh, so much better. And he's like. Dude, this is your settings I gave you last week. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Some people have said that he's the best psychologist on the World Cup set. <laughs> it's amazing. When your job is just counseling uh, divas more than fixing their bikes. Shane, where'd you ride this week? Oh, I uh, I went up to Powderhorn, our local park, just, just an hour away. And I raced, I raced the downhill, the first oh. race of the downhill series on my short travel 29er. So wait, no, wait. you raced. Where did what? this come from? Well, you know, first, why did you race on a short travel 29er over your longer travel 27.5? It's it's listed for sale, so I'm keeping it pristine in the Ooh, garage. New bike coming soon? Yeah, well, I don't know. I'll probably just ride this uh, short travel 29er for quite a while. Shane, can you please use the appropriate uh, language for it? Oh, the uh, grape smuggler. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's the, the down. It's the no, down. I, I hate the down country. No, I just want to call it an all mountain bike. A transition smuggler is not a down country bike. It's an it is all a mountain down country bike. bike. No, it's not. It is a no, rail bike. Name it's name one bike. cross country racer who is like legitimate, a professional that rides that. Uh, that's because there's not because that's cross country, not down country. Screw that. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. Okay, everyone in the chat, the comments, go. If you're listening on Spotify or you've subscribed and given us a five-star rating on iTunes, please pop over to the YouTube video and comment below, is the Transition Smuggler a downcountry machine? It's, no. it's a 2015 Transition Smuggler, so it only has 115 millimeters in the rear. Uh, how much in the front? Uh, it's supposed to be 130, 130 but I, I popped it out to 140. <gasps> This for is down country for now. the racing oh, and I, I also no 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 yes, 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 i also no. threw a, one of those headset things in there that slacks it out by a degree and a half oh, to, yeah, to yeah. put it at 66 degrees what? really yeah dude angles angle set is what you yeah. yeah yeah you it's not it. the cane creek one the cane creek one's super creaky i got the works i think so back and then wait and go then ahead. Sorry, I mean, I, I totally like was like, oh, I'm going to be racing on this thing. I want to pimp it out a little bit. So I pushed it out. I slacked it out. 
And I put like these giant BMX style riser bars on there. No, that's dumb. I'm 50, 50 mil riser bars. Oh, no, I've seen those that no, they're not. Wait, what, if you already have like an over forked bike it, with a slack and head angle, why would you need risers? Well, it's still I, quite low. When you slack it out, yeah, it's it's low already. But then yeah. if you were to slack it out, it lowers it just a little bit. <sighs> and because the, the angle set, the angle set kind of brings it closer to you in reach. So yeah. if you slam your stem down, that you know, it increases your reach. And then I I, I put in the I we're talking about gear now. It's getting a little bit no, too. Because no, no. I've seen the last I've seen the last segment here, and this is fantastic clickbait. I can already see it, so we have to do it. I have to turn on this light. <laughs> Paul, Paul's just. I have to make sure the lighting is good for this video podcast because Paul's got a face for radio. Oh my god! Okay, this doesn't work. Okay, all right. We'll just we'll just have to rely on natural light then. Okay. Wait, all right. Keep talking. So Shane, you you have this overclocked short travel twenty nine er, and you yeah. raced a downhill race. You know. Okay, so I did that. 30 mile backcountry ride, downcountry ride, whatever you want to call it. it. It was technically a race. I didn't do so well. I did our local enduro. I crashed and broke stuff. And uh, I'm like addicted to racing now. Like I went up and did this downhill race. I've registered for the series. I'm going and doing a race in Utah next weekend. That's like an actually legitimate enduro race that I had to like put in for, for a lottery. Like I'm, I'm hooked. I love it. Even though I've kind of backed off and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to push myself too hard because I'll just crash. I'm really just there to have fun and ride and be with the bros. But man, racing is, there's something about it. It's just so fun. It, it's an addicting culture, man. It's fun to push yourself and yeah. just see how good you can do. Yeah. So I wouldn't how- recommend racing downhill on a short travel 29er or a down country bike, whatever you want to call it. But it still got me by. I got fifth place. Yeah. yeah. Wait, fifth out of how many? Um, that's usually what I leave for the end of the conversation. I'll say I got fifth place out, out of seven. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the thing is, is I, was, my people. I was expecting last place, which, you know, I'd be completely fine with. I was totally expecting last place. Last year, I, I did it on my crap hardtail for my 400 subscriber celebration. Um, and I got last place at that, but so last year I got a 10 minute run and then this year I got 645. So, well, that's, that's a good increase. Wait, wait, yeah. how is that out of seven? Out of, were you the, it's the first race season. There was, didn't, not very many people showed up. There's pro men, amateur men, junior men, and the old guys and, so and then wait. the women. So it's like categories are spread. So uh, you did amateur men? No, surely you were in, in the down country category, I would imagine. No, they're talking about doing like a hardtail category and a chainless category. Oh, yeah. But then it, there's only going to be like three riders in every category if we start doing that. But Awesome. I don't know. I was still stoked I'm not getting last. If I would have got last, I probably would have been happy too. But Great job, Shane. I'm the proud. best thing was just being out there with friends. And, yeah. Here in Bellingham, they, they started doing local races on Wednesday nights, so I may enter tomorrow to get my Enduro blood running for the EWS 100. Ooh. Is there a hardtail category? No, no, it's just open, like for everyone. Oh, when so you'll be riding your sponsor-specific bike. Well, both my hardtail and my full suspension bike are sponsor-specific. <laughs> I forgot. NS, are you going to ride your full sus tomorrow? Or, yeah, tomorrow? Probably, yes. Paul, you look like you're leaning in to say something. Uh, when are you when are you entering the cross country race that you promised all the listeners? 
Uh, I still need to do that. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, kind of like entering. Uh, I I can't even think. It just pains love, me so much to think about. I'd love to do. I'd love to do race uh, cross country race with you. I mean, if you want to see my butt the whole time. Uh, <laughs> how would I see that? With my 33-pound chromoly steel hardtail. I don't, I don't understand. I, I rarely look behind me when I'm racing. <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I, I would argue, I could be wrong on this, that my hardtail's wheelbase is longer than your genius's. Uh, probably not my genius. Maybe my, maybe my spark. But the genius has the genius has a sixty-five degree head angle. Don't forget. Uh, I think my hardtail does as well, or sixty-five point five. Anyway, I need to share where I rode this last week. I might do that race tomorrow. I think I should just for the Joeyness. Definitely uh, go and do it. Make a video. Go yeah, make a video. and I was gonna um, bring some gardening gloves just as a <laughs> shout out to my friend Shane. <laughs> and then have and then have your riding riding gloves as backup just in case you forget your gardening gloves. Yep. No, I I. I did a couple of rides this last week. Um, I did a redemption ride because what I was going to share two weeks ago or last week, sorry, I went on a ride with my friend. Uh, he's a neighbor, Chris. He just built up a new bike. He was all stoked. He ordered a new frame. Uh, it's a pivot something. Anyway, um, so he builds it up. He's like, okay, let's go ride this this trail that not a lot of people ride for those in Bellingham. It's called Cougar Ridge. It's it's like on a side of Galbraith people don't go to. So the only way to get there is like climbing a ton. So I was like, hey, we should try like parking at the bottom of it. That's going to be way better. It's going to be way faster. This is not a total Joey moment, but a little bit of one. Um, so anyway, we start out and we ended up doing like, tw I thought it was going to be a quick ride. It was like 2,200 feet of vertical and long distances. And it was hot and muggy. It was beautifully terrible. It was great. Those are the best rides, the ones that are beautifully terrible. Yeah, and it was an adventure because we didn't know, like we had never ridden from that side, so we were just figuring it out. And like that was the joy, right? It's like you and a friend and a new kind of new trail. Like I'd ridden the main trail, but um, trying to figure out where to go. It's like that was good times. So that was my ride for the week. Great nice. stuff. Okay, let's get straight to the clickbait. How far are we in? 54 minutes into the oh my podcast? We, we might just need to save it for next time unless you want to jump into it. No, no, we have to have it at the end just for the meme because – the, there'll be that guy that comments like, oh, if you want to hear what they're talking about in the title, it's at uh, blah, blah, blah. Minute. Oh, Paul's just talking about weeping on the side of the trail and the other guys are being nice to him for some reason. Podcast is not what I subscribe for. <laughs> okay, here we go. Game changers. Bike upgrades that are game changers. So key. So key. <laughs> I wrote this question because if I had a dollar for every time Paul said, Josh, absolute game changer. <laughs> I did this and my bike is like, oh my gosh. So it's much so true. It's so true though. I can I list them out for you now. I've got them off. Please. Off my head. Let's just go. Number one, sintered metallic brake pads. AKA just metallic brake pads. Yeah, they're pads. just the metal ones. Well, I it was that was I should have said sintered slash metallic because in the UK, we call them sintered, I think. Uh, I don't know how widespread that is, but that is the technical term. Do, do, I think the exactly. first time I rode with you was my first time to Whistler. And literally, like mm -hmm. halfway down the trail, or it was somewhere, Paul just goes, guys, 
did you realize metallic brake pads are far superior? <laughs> all of us are like, all of us are like, we're all running metallic brake pads. No one runs yeah. resin. And Paul's like, oh my gosh, how did no one tell me this? It's like, did you miss? Did you miss the seaplane? Did you miss the floater plane, Paul? Come on. I always did. That's why the BC by race got it. Because guides come with organic pads. So I figured, oh, that's the ones you meant to use. I was like, oh, they're more expensive because you change them more often. But like, oh, they must be better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, taking tokens out of suspension. That was also a game changer. Taking them out? Yeah. Yeah. How, how many tokens did you take out to be a game changer? Uh, all of them. All of them. Uh, how many were in there? Uh, well, I had, well, no, I had. In the thirty, in a thirty-four, I have one. Uh-huh. Uh, in my thirty-six, I have none. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, and yeah, um, low low rise bar. Well, well, hold up. Right. Why is then? Uh, it's so funny that you say high rise bars, Shane, because like <laughs> I've I've been I lowered my bars on everything, and I feel so much more stable and competent, for sure. I feel like if you put organic brake pads, a high rise bar, and uh, like a thousand okay. tokens in my bike, I would be like, this feels a little different, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a video waiting to be made. <laughs> Paul's worst nightmare. <laughs> Paul, Paul downgrades my bike in every way possible. All right, I'll go, I'll go next. So uh, number one game changer for me that I can think of is something legitimate, unlike Paul, uh, is Kushcore. I... Paul, don't oh worry. You're legitimate, God. but you're just legitimately a diva. You... <laughs> Lower rise bars, the 10 millimeters make a difference. Anyway. It does. <laughs> it does. Uh, I took one token out. It feels amazing. Anyway, uh, for me, Kushkor, I dented so many rims. Every used bike I ever sold had at least like four dents in the rear tire. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not really helping your cause to sell more bikes now. <laughs> well, don't worry. All my bikes run Kushcore now. Um, because like, yeah, I would sell them and I would feel bad. I'd point it out, but it was because I would try to run like ridiculously low air pressures, like, you know, 29 PSI or 28 PSI, what? which is what? Yeah, ex and that's I, that's my joke, right? Is like that's what I would run, oh, okay, and I would get dense in my rims, and so I put Kushcore in, and people are like, "Yeah, you can go like five less psi." So now I run twenty four psi in my rear tire, have loads more grip, and I don't get like one. I have carbon rims on my my enduro, my full suspension bike, but I haven't hurt my rims since I put it in, put them on. I've been running Kushcore for like a year now, so that for me, biggest game changer. The second thing is a Joey move that totally changed my life mountain biking. It was getting a good pair of mountain bike shoes. I rode like Nike running shoes uh, on my mountain bike for so long. And I literally, every time I saw 510s, I just thought these morons are paying a hundred dollars for what looked like 2004 skate shoes. Like, <laughs> do people realize they look so stupid? And then I went to bike shops and people are wearing their free riders. And I was like, literally like the lamest kid in my middle school would wear shoes like that. Um, and then I don't know why some, Oh, I found a pair of five tens for $30, like clearance, like crazy deal. So I bought them and instantly I was like, I have made a terrible mistake and, uh, changed my life. Yeah. Those are the two biggest things. Literally all I could think about. Wow. Well, I'll go next for me first high rise bars. <laughs> That's so wrong. Okay, no, I, I'm, I'm I still against that you. too, Shane. Like, I think you're a, a hold dummy, up, dude. Hold up, you're insane. Hold up. You're insane. 
I will say high-rise bars because it allowed me to slam the stem and keep the same bar he- bar height from ground ground to grip. And why does the I same bar it. height from ground to grip matter? Because it's the same as with my regular bars, but I was able to slam the stem down to give me a little bit extra reach, especially with the angle set headset. But I, I don't think most people get on a bike and go, man, my hands feel very high from the ground right now. Uh, I did. No, oh gosh, Paul, oh, no, you don't count. <laughs> I, I'm, the point is, I didn't change height when I changed handlebars, even though I went, I, and I'm just messing with you saying high-rise handlebars, but I will take a, I will take a jab at the Kushkor. I'm going to say not Kushkor. Because, uh. well, okay, I, I do damage rims as well, but I, I ruined two rims, even with Kushkor, running 28 PSI. Yeah, I just, I just don't you, think it's worth. I think it's just too ran, much extra weight. No, if you ran twenty eight like psi, you've done something terribly wrong. If you get a dent rim, come to Grand Junction. <laughs> yeah, Josh. To be fair, there's, there's a lot of rocks there. I can kind yeah, of, I, I can almost see it. But also, do you know what else stops your uh, rims from denting? You just ride better. Air, air. Well, the okay. So tires. checking your air pressure regularly every ride for me that comes down to i run at least 30 psi in the rear that's in, that's crazy that's in, in, in grand junction so if, yeah, i when i came yeah i ran 24 in the back 22 in the front but you walked all the gnarly stuff okay moving on crashing dad is becoming the grouchy dad he's I like know. i'm right you guys no kush core I'm well like, okay i'm just saying like I'm For me, that redemption. So wait, 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 come back. wait, 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 wait. Shane, uh, what PSIs do you run? I run thirty and twenty-six. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I run twenty-four and nineteen. What? That's well, even more insane. You know, okay, so I'm gonna get on to my third game change. It's not really game changers, but I I've learned that I love a skinny tire in the rear. I like the two point three. I love the feeling of the two point three in the rear at thirty psi with no cush core. It's lighter. And I still feel like I have great grip. That's predictable. But skinny tires, 2.3 is the new hot trend on 26-inch wheels. How wide is that? Sorry, I was taking it back because you said something foreign to me in terms of wheel size. What? Um, how, wide, <laughs> how wide are your rims? That's the other question. Oh, the rims I'm running are 29-millimeter internal width. Oh, so they're still decently big. Do you have triangle t- no. no. Oh, oh. They're, so, they're so wide that the tire actually points in. No. Just, that that is a pretty wide profile. rim for a 2.3, Shane. Yeah, it's decently wide, but I like I like the precision feeling tire in the back with high PSI. Ah, also, I'm pretty sure you can't run anything wider than a 2.3 on your smuggler. If that's wide. true. you know that actually forced me to try it and that's when i was like i like the feeling of a skinny tire i actually got a 2.25 that i run as well that's really fun see that's skinnier i i feel like 2.3 is pretty standard now yeah well and i I also have an extra set of wheels up here that i'll be running that have like a 21 millimeter internal width that i'll run skinny tires on like a 225 and then a 23 that sounds that sounds like a kick in the nuts, dude. That it does, <laughs> but at least for me in the rear, no cush core, two point three tires, and at least thirty psi. Total game changers. It's twenty twenty, man. Yeah, it sounds like you're living in twenty. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but serious. But seriously, all of the giving shit aside, 
for me, me game changer rev grips. I'll just I'll just say that. How many like pro racers grip. use rev grips? I don't know any pro racers, so. Ooh. Hey, <laughs> Paul. Paul, how many pro racers? Uh, none. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because yeah, they they seem to survive. Well, I'm pretty sure I spoke to one pro racer that said that he literally can't race because of the arm pump. And I said, why don't you get rev grips? And he went, oh, but they don't sponsor me, so yeah. I can't. I won't run them. Well, they like, don't you pay out the yeah. money. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I'm curious to try them. Like, I really would like to try them long term because I, I, don't, I don't know if I believe it. I'm not, like, against it. I just well, don't know. Well, Bri- Brian tried them, and then he took them off. Mm. They, he didn't have the right things for his bars, his Ibis bars. Uh, wait, I thought he got them. Yeah, because oh, he has the extension know. or whatever for his eyes. Which is ridiculous. I can't get on board with that. That makes no sense. Yeah. Just have one just have one bar width and be a dick about it. That isn't that the rule, I thought. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But okay, so with the rev grips, I will say I prefer the feeling of oh. the the ESI grips and I prefer the feeling of the Ergon grips. Oh, the, foam, the foam grips. The foam yeah, grips. I like the foam grips and I like the ESI, like all pretty much all the ESI grips. I love the way they feel when I hold them, but after an hour of riding, I get severe hand pain in my thumb. And then with the rev grips, I don't like the way they feel. I put my hands on them, you know, you, you know, when you're testing out grips, I absolutely hate the way that they feel, but I can go two, three, four, five hours of riding, and I don't have that pain that I get after an hour of riding with just regular grips. Mm-hmm. So they, that's the game changer for me. Well, there you go. That's good enough. Can I can I just can I just jump on one more that I, I'm about to find out if it's going to be more of a game changer? It won't be, yes. but you're going to say it is anyway. Uh, you guys, I feel like you're going to be on board with this one. Is uh, as dropper posts have got longer, it's just kind of got better and better. I feel. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, but so I wouldn't say that, that's my one. So like having a 170 mil dropper versus a 150, I'm about. One up are going to give me the they're going to give me the two ten one, and they reckon that it can go all the way down, slam down to the thing. But then if it's too long, you, they're they're just going to shim it so it doesn't go up as high. But I'm yeah. curious because like I love a low saddle from year from dirt jumping and BMX years, so I I think that getting a appropriate dropper post for you, I think that's a game changer. Yeah. I I personally would not say that like a 150 to a 170 is a game changer. I thought it was, but then I recently went back to a 150 after being on 170s. And for like two rides, I was like, can't do it. This is awful. Can't do it. And then you're like, no, this isn't too bad. Like, would I I prefer 210? Yes, absolutely. 10 times Mm -hmm. over. But it's not that much of like a world changer. I feel like between 125 and 150 is super noticeable yeah but then that's i still think that 150 to 170 was noticeable but 200 would be amazing and then even i even got a, a 180 on my cross-country bike and that's like noticeable again it's crazy it's nuts yeah one one up nailed it too with the, the ability to step it down as much as you need like yeah. that was really smart because most people like i was going to say don't get too comfortable with 210 because if you have a bike frame that can't handle it yeah. but that's 
Well, so one up has like the shortest insertion length, mm -hmm. and the collar to rails is the shortest out of anyone. Shane, like, you're not sponsored by these guys. You can't tell no, me highly. I, I I love me a good long dropper post. Like so, the Fox transfer, the collar to rail measurement is the same. One fifty Fox transfer to a one seventy one up. Like, yeah. Why would you not? Yeah, it's not, it's not like, sponsored. Obviously, I obviously I am sponsored by them. But like what? <laughs> but here's the thing: like that is something that you like. That dropper post is something that you just can't argue with. Like everything about it is like pretty bulletproof. I've, I've always said like it's just like they just killed it. It's nuts. But um, yeah, that would be a great game changer. Hey, are we wrapping it up? Is this coming towards the end? It is. Did someone write us an outro? Did someone? Write, do we still do that? I've been gone for two weeks. Do we? What do we do, guys? <laughs> How does this podcast work? Um, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>